0: Himalaya is free, super easy to use, and has every podcast you can think of. I love that you can leave comments under each episode and even create episode playlists. Make sure you check it out today. I just wanted to slide on in here and talk to you about self-love. This is something that I really struggled with in my teens and in my early 20s. I didn't really know what self-love was. I didn't really know how to get it or anything like that. It wasn't until I had my big awakening in 2010 when literally my whole world flipped upside down and I ended up in hospital and I realized that the way I had been treating myself was the complete opposite to self-love. And in that moment, I created this thing called the self-love menu, and it's basically a menu of 10 things that I absolutely love that make me feel so full. Things like watching a sunrise or a sunset or sitting on the beach and then going for a swim in the ocean or reading a book with a beautiful, delicious organic herbal tea or having an Epsom salt bath with essential oils, little things like that, that don't involve anyone else that just really fill me up. And so I created this self-love menu and it's really beautifully designed and I filled it out and I stuck it on my fridge. And every day I did one thing from that list. And that is how I built my self-love so I have created this self-love menu for you to do the same thing. It's totally free and I want to gift it to you because I think it's so important. It is so important to really build that self-love. So all you have to do is go to melissaambrosini.com/selflovemenu. forward slash self-love menu. That is it. And you can get your self-love menu for free. It's so beautiful. You can fill it out and stick it on your fridge. And I can't wait to see yours. So once you've done it, tag me on Instagram because I would love to see it. It's such an important thing that we all do is really build our self-love. So I can't wait to see what's on your self-love menu. Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I hope this finds you well and healthy and your spirits lifted and high right now. Hope your vibes are high. Today, I want to chat to you about something that I've really had to move through in my life, and that is people-pleasing. You see, I used to be terrible at saying no. I would say yeah, sure, no worries, I'll do that, when I really wanted to say, no, thank you, not this time, I won't be able to do that. It happened so often, more often than I would like to actually admit. And it was because I was this Golden Globe winning people pleaser. I grew up watching the women in my life perfect the art of people pleasing. But to be totally honest with you, it wasn't just the women. The men did it too. I came from a very Catholic Italian family where we shoulded all over each other like nobody's business. You know, those sayings like you should do this because it's your brother or you should eat this because your grandmother made it and she'll be offended if you don't or you should say this or act this way or come to this event or go to church or show up wearing this outfit because you just should should, should. The shoulds were dropped a lot in our household. That is what I learned growing up. That was my schooling until, that is, in 2010, when my whole life flipped upside down, which you can read more about in my first book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. It was then in that moment where I ended up in hospital with a whole host of physical and mental health issues one of them being chronic fatigue and another being adrenal fatigue. From literally being an expert, people pleaser. Well, that's what I feel anyway. And I knew that I had to stop. I knew that I needed to learn to put myself first. I needed to put on my own oxygen mask before I helped the person next to me. I'd never done that before. I'd always just shoot it all over the place and done things that just didn't feel true for me just because I should. And before I teach you how you can quit people pleasing and become a master of the no thank you, let's look at the psychology behind why we people please and why we say yes to things when we really, really don't want to all the time. Now, we say yes more often than no because at the core of it, it hits on a deep human wound of feeling rejected. Us humans believe that if we say no, then the other person will in some way reject us. How crazy is that? Like that's really what it comes down to. Like if you get to the core of it, if you dig deep, that's what it comes down to. Most of us would never want anyone else to do something for us out of obligation. Would you? Would you want someone to do something for you when they really didn't want to just because they didn't want to feel rejected by you? Would you really want that? No, we wouldn't. And you wouldn't expect other people to do that. We do things that we may not really want to because there's a little tiny part of us that's scared to speak our truth because we might disappoint the other person or hit on that wound of rejection. But seriously, would you want your friend saying, sure, I can help you move house when she really didn't actually want to and doesn't have the space in her own life to do that right now? Would you really want your mother-in-law to babysit your kids when she really wants to go to her favorite weekly bingo night? Would you want your partner Helping you pick out an outfit for your friend's wedding when he would rather stick pins in his eyes? Would you really want your work colleague looking over your presentation or proposal when she really doesn't want to because she is flat out herself? Not that she doesn't want to, she just is flat out doing her thing. The answer most likely to most of those questions is no. Like, I personally wouldn't want anyone in my life doing anything for me that wasn't true for them. Like, I don't want any of my friends or my husband or my family to do anything for me just because they think they should. Like, I don't want them bringing that energy to whatever it is that I have asked them to help me with. I would want my friends to help me move house because she truly wanted to. She wanted to spend time with me and she wanted to, like she felt joy to. I would want my mother-in-law to babysit my kids because she was bursting out of her skin to do it. I would want my partner to really care when he was helping me pick out an outfit for a friend's wedding, and I'd want my colleague to read my presentation because she actually wants to and is excited about it. I want people to do things for me out of the kindness of their heart and from a place of love, not fear of being rejected. I would want them to say yes because they really wanted to, not because deep down their rejection wound is getting triggered. And I would want them to say, no, if that's their truth. And because I want people to only agree to things when it's their truth, that's what I do. I practice what I preach. You teach others how you want to be treated. Today, I only do things that are a full body hell yeah, that feel good in my body. I won't just simply say yes. Because it triggers my rejection wound. I won't do it anymore. I will not go against my inner knowing just to avoid the possibility of someone else's disappointment. Everything has to pass the full body hell yeah test for me. And if it doesn't, it's a really big loving thank you so much for thinking of me, but no thank you. I won't be able to do this at this time. You don't need to give an explanation if you don't want to. You can if you want to, but just Stay true to you, honor your truth, okay? And set some healthy boundaries. Saying a firm but loving no thank you becomes easy when you have healthy boundaries in place. I talk a lot about healthy boundaries in my second book, Open Wide. And if you feel called, you can dive deeper into that in the book. I totally recommend it. It's awesome and you guys will love it. But Here's a nutshell version to get you started. I know a lot of spiritual folks that struggle with setting boundaries. Some even struggle just saying the word boundary. They worry that having boundaries isn't spiritual or that it will make them feel closed off from the world, as though they're surrounded by a 50 foot high barrier. But you know what? The opposite is actually true. Setting healthy boundaries allows you to say no thank you to the things that are not true for you and a big full-body hell yeah to the things that are. So let me paint you a picture for a second. Imagine that you own an empty block of land in the middle of a busy street. There's no house and no fence, nothing but lush green grass all the way up to the pavement. Now with no boundary or markings in place, Random people can walk past and they might walk all over your property. Maybe they use it as a shortcut. Maybe they drop their trash on there. They might even let their dog poop on your grass. Like, how would that make you feel if people were just coming to your land and just trashing it, dumping their rubbish, letting their dog poop all over it? How would that make you feel? You'd probably find yourself getting angry or maybe even a bit defensive that these people weren't respecting your property. You may even be one of those people who gets a little bit defensive when people pass by and drop their rubbish and let their dog poop all over their lawn. You might be one of those people who says, get off my lawn, kids. You know those people? Of course, though, people should know not to dump their trash all over your beautiful grass. However, there is something that you could do that you could have done in the first place to make everything a lot easier for yourself. Now, imagine that as the owner of that lovely, beautiful block of land, you instead choose to put a fence around your land. And this fence is all pretty and painted beautifully. And it lets people know that the land is owned and cared for. Now, all of a sudden, people respect that boundary. They don't randomly trek across your block as a shortcut anymore. They don't dump their rubbish and they definitely don't let their little dog poop all over it. So why this change in behavior? It's because you have proactively set a guideline for them. Okay, you have set a boundary so they know how to interact with your property. You're not leaving things up to chance. You're setting your boundaries up front. You're not totally rigid about it though, of course. There's a gate. At the fence, so that people you know or who you want to be there, like the postman or maybe the gardener or a friend or whatever, they can enter and exit without hassle. But any unwelcome visitors, they know to steer clear and stay on the other side of the fence. So, this fence analogy is exactly how personal boundaries work too. Having your own personal fences in place allows you to relax, to feel safe and allows you to say no thank you and absolutely when you really want to and when it's true for you. This is because you've proactively laid the guidelines for how people should interact with and treat you. And practice definitely makes perfect here. The thing with getting really good at anything, especially saying no thank you, is that you have to practice it. The more you practice, the better and better you get at it. And by the way, this does not mean that you don't do nice things for people out of the kindness of your heart. Absolutely no way. That's not what I'm saying here. I do nice things, random acts of kindness for people all the time. Like last week, I sat down with one of my best friends and mapped out her whole website. I cooked another best friend who had just had a baby, a delicious lentil curry and a chocolate peppermint slice and dropped it over to her house. I emailed another friend, my book proposal outlined for her to get some ideas for her first book. I made an important introduction that is going to elevate one of my other friend's businesses. I helped my husband brainstorm music video concepts and map out a treatment. I've dropped off groceries to in-laws I've paid for the person behind me at the cafe and I do all those things because I truly want to, because I want to help. I want to be of service because it feels true for me and because it's a full body, hell yeah. And I'm not telling you this to get a pat on the back. I'm telling you because you can still do things for others and do them as much as you can, but do them from a place of love and kindness and because you truly want to, not because it triggers the rejection wound and you think you should. There's a big difference and you, my friend, know the difference and it's your role to honor that. So that is how you stop people-pleasing. You can set these healthy boundaries, Practice saying no thank you and just show up every day. Don't forget to do beautiful random acts of kindness because you want to. But quit shooting all over the place. Do not pride yourself on being a award-winning people pleaser like I was. And just stay true to you. You got this. You totally got this. I would love to hear how you go with this, come and tell me on Instagram. I would love to hear. Or come and jump into our private MA Tribe Facebook group where we connect and share all things to do with being the best version of yourself. So come and share with me there. I would love to have you. I hope this was helpful. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so, 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 so much for being here for wanting to be the best, the healthiest, and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. I hope you really know that. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.